Amen. It is indeed our prayer. It's wonderful to have you joining with us today. I'm thankful to the worship team for sharing that new song. Do you like that? Did it speak to you? Yeah? I, uh, it's a great message right out of Scripture. For God so loved the world. I think it's a message our world needs to hear. And I think it is a message that we as a church, as the church, as the body of Christ, and we're going to talk about that, but that is a message that we have been blessed with to share with others who don't already know that. And it doesn't hurt that it's catchy. I mean, it's a bit of a bop, right? It's good. I like that. And so it is good to have you sharing with us and worshiping with us this week. We gather as the body of Christ, the church called together here at Northridge to meet with our Heavenly Father, to hear Him and to dwell in His presence as the corporate body of Christ today. And truly, I believe that, that God has been in our midst already as we have been sharing together today. It was a blessing to share with the Dahl and Rollins family already today. And so we're thankful for them and the opportunity to, to share in those sacred moments. This week, we continue our teaching series on the importance of reconnecting. Um, and reconnecting with those meaningful and, and significant, important relationships on our spiritual walk. And just as a quick recap for you, maybe you're just joining us, you've missed these first couple of, of uh, sermons in this series. We began a couple of weeks ago with Carolyn talking about the importance of reconnecting with Christ and reflecting on the importance of that personal relationship with Jesus Christ. That piece is foundational to all else that follows, to life really in itself. That relationship with Christ is so foundational, called to make that a priority, to reconnect and continually reconnect with Him. Last week, Jacob shared a passage of Scripture and some teaching detailing the importance of those close relationships that we share with one another. Now at Northridge, this is lived out through, say it with me, life groups. Excellent. They heard you, Jacob. It worked out really good. Life groups. And life groups are an opportunity for us as a groups of believers to share and to look into God's Word and to explore what that means and to seek to apply it and, and to sharpen one another and to encourage one another and hold one another accountable and, and really to to walk with one another and to journey through life as a group together, life groups. Following our service, we're going to have an opportunity today for you to, to see some of the groups that exist, some new ones that are beginning, and I want to encourage you to, to take the opportunity to connect with some of the leaders of these small groups. You'll see there's a little name tag, so look for those as you have your coffee. Look for the, the booth, the setup that's out here. And, uh, and prayerfully sign up for one of those life groups and uh, share in that way. It's a great opportunity. And we believe that God is going to use that in wonderful ways in the coming days and weeks and months and years here at Northridge. So hold on to those things, okay? Because 
what we have been doing throughout this series is sort of expanding our scope each week, revealing new and additional sort of important relationships. We started with Jesus and our personal relationship, really focused, foundational. And we expand the scope a little bit and we look at those people in our group, our life group, a little bit of a broader group. And now, this week, we pull back a little further to reveal the importance of connecting and reconnecting with church, with Sunday morning worship, with other large group gatherings together. Now, I can already hear it. You might be saying, well, Fred, you're preaching to the choir a little bit here because you're talking about the importance of being in church to people in church. And so I hear that and I understand that. But I believe there's something more to reconnecting with church to reconnecting in worship than simply being in the right place at the right time. There's more to it than that. As a leader and as a pastor here, I'm a big fan of asking the question, why? I love to ask why. I think sometimes our staff here get a little irritated, but I've been using the opportunity that we're new and I just don't know, but I want to know why. But I like to ask why. Because why questions lead us to something different. Why do we do things this way? Why do we do things the way we do? Or, Or how did things get this way? Why are you here, maybe? I like those why questions, like I said, because they lead us to a deeper reflection on the intent behind the way that things happen as they do. Why questions, I believe, and I have seen, lead to impact. They lead to a deeper understanding of what truly matters, of why it matters. And then in turn, we're caused to reflect upon our own responses to some of those why questions. And so as we explore God's Word today, that's the lens through which I want us to view and consider the importance of reconnecting with church. Why is church so important? And what ought we to do because of it? What should our response be? And in our scripture passage today, thank you, John, for reading that for us, Paul here, he's writing to the church in Corinth, and he's trying to convey the importance of unity in the body of Christ. And this whole middle section of the letter, from about 7 or 8 on through, Paul is talking specifically about worshiping together, about church, about how relationships are lived out in the context of gathering together as a group of believers. And in our specific passage in 1 Corinthians 12 and 12, we receive some teaching here about why the relationship between believers is reflective of Christ's relationship with the church. There's a connection there. And as Christ is connected to his church, so we ought to be connected with one another as the church. And so Paul uses a very rational, very practical, thoughtful illustration, one that would be familiar to anyone who reads this letter today or in the context of his day, he says, look, and I'm going to paraphrase a little bit here, he says, the church is like a human body, 
And there are all kinds of parts of the body, but all those different parts make up one body. We're with them so far, right? This is, you get this. You've you got to give me something here, right? We're, yeah, right? We got this. Each part of the body matters. And not only does it matter, he says, it's all connected and reliant on one another. And Paul loves this analogy so much, he continues. And he says in verse 15, Now if the foot should say, I'm not a hand, so I don't belong to the body, it would not for that reason stop being part of the body. And if the ear should say, well, because I'm not an eye, I do not belong to the body, it would not for that reason stop being part of the body. So each part has a special connection to the overall whole. The parts of the body are, are connected, and like that, we are to be connected to the church, to the worshiping fellowship of believers. We have a special connection. Now Paul continues, he said, if the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? But in fact, God placed the parts in the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. If they were all one part, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, but one body. Okay. So then, not only are we connected to the body of believers through faith in Christ in a, in a special way, Paul goes further and he says, not only are you connected to the church, to the body of believers, but the church needs you. It needs you and your unique Diverse gifts, your, your offerings and talents and skills, the things that you bring, the blessings that God has bestowed on your life, he needs those inside the church. And God designed the human body this way so that the eye would complement the hand and the legs would do what the brain tells it to. They're all connected. In the same way, he designed the church this way. As God has given each body part a special role, we, as his church, have roles to play, avenues to minister in, opportunities that require our gifts and talents and service. Paul, this is a theme for him and an analogy he uses in a lot of places. In his letter to the Romans, in Romans chapter 12, he says, For each of us has one body, with many members, and these members do not all have the same function. So in Christ, we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all others. We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. He says, if your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then give some encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. And if it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. And this is really important because all of those things need to exist within the church. God equips his church to prosper and to grow. And I think one of the tools in the devil of these days is to cause us to soften the importance of gathering as the church for worship. Temptations. I think one of the tools of the devil is to, to distract us 
to reprioritize things and say, well, it's not so important if I'm not at church today. Or, you know, it's been a long week and I'm tired and, you know, I feel like I should go to church, but uh, maybe I, I won't today. And it's not sometimes that the other things we do instead of church are bad. It's not that. But it's important that you're here. You have a role and a ministry as part of the body of Christ. You have that. And I know you have it because we have seen it lived out this very day right here. As the Daw family stand and ask for your help, for your prayers. As Brian solicits your practical support for this family and all the families that are here. That's lived out. That's connection. And we've seen it already, the importance. If you're not here, you miss that. And who knows what role you will play little William and Rosie's life. That's a gift that God has given you because you are a part of his fellowship of believers here at Northridge. And that's not something to be surrendered. And that's not something to, to put on the back burner. I think you, as you've connected with one another, as you look around, you can see these people who've had significant influence and, and impact on your life. It's because they're here and you're here and God has a role, a ministry as part of the body of Christ for each one of us to play. And we know that church extends beyond the walls of this building. I understand that. It it's calls us to live and serve and act in, in our daily lives in certain ways. We know that church and being the church is more than what we do on Sunday. Being part of the body of Christ is lived out in our faith in each and every moment, not just here. And part of God's desire for you is to join with other believers so that your faith might be spurred on, so that God will meet with us corporately that we can serve one another in his name. And, and you don't get to do those things if you're not connected to church. And I think that we miss out on some of the blessings that God has for us as his people when we try to withdraw and step back from church. And the further we are away from the fellowship of believers the easier it is for us to fall away. If your rope is down to its last strand, how much connection is really there? And so the call to be connected to church is to be involved and invested and a living and active part of what God is doing here. Billy Graham, you know, the pastor, he once said, churchgoers are like coals in a fire. When they cling together, they keep the flame aglow. But when they separate, they die out. And I think we see this lived out in our day and in our age. We've just come through an extended season of COVID. 
And all throughout, we've been forced to separate. We can't meet together the same. And we're like coals that have been withdrawn. Still, still hot, but not as hot, perhaps, as when the body joins together and as when you're lumped in with others. And so I ask, well, why is that? Why haven't we all come back? What might we do about that? And I think that's something that we're all called to reflect on. One of the things that I, bo- I, I believe there's nothing beyond God's redemption. And when there are empty seats in a church, we don't have many here, but when there are some, there's an opportunity for someone to fill it. Right? And you can bring your friends to church because you know we've got room. And we can invite people to come and join in on what God is doing here and in their lives because we've got room. We'll always have room. Back in our passage, Paul reminds us that we need one another. Very blatantly. Verse 12 and 21. The eye can't say to the hand, I don't need you. And the head cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. And he continues in verse 24. But God has put the body together, giving greater honor to the parts that lacked it, so there should be no division in the body, but that its parts should have equal concern for one another. We are connected, friends. And if one part suffers, every part suffers. If one part is honored, every part rejoices with it. Now you are the body of Christ, and each one of you is part of it. So do you get it? As a believer in Jesus, you are part of the body. You are part of his church. And friends, you have value. God wants you here. I believe that. You're not here by fluke. God wants you here. In the body of Christ, you have purpose and God desires to use you to build his church, to serve and to minister to his people, to be a a positive and transforming influence to those around you. And you're missed when you're not here. And it's that simple. Because Sunday worship, joining together like this in large gatherings, whether it's here, whether it's at our corporate prayer nights, whether it's in different things that happen throughout the year, these large group gatherings of the church. It's not about filling a seat. It's not about an obligation. It's not even about a tradition that we always go to church on Sunday mornings. It's about meeting with our Heavenly Father as His people, as His body. It's about joining together to encounter His Holy Spirit, to experience His great and matchless love together, and and to be inspired to live out our faith in a way that impacts others for His kingdom's sake. That's what church is. And so when I started this sermon about, you know, and asked us to kind of reflect on the question why, And what why means and what why looks like. Why are you here? And I think there's probably a lot of specific answers. And while we'll all probably answer differently as to why we're here right now, I think Scripture is clear. 
God has brought you here because he has a ministry and a purpose for your life that is lived out as a member of Northridge Community Church. You are here because you're valued, because you are loved. And God desires to minister to you and to draw you close to himself through our time here together. You are here because you are part of the body of Christ. And the body needs you. And so we hear Christ's call through his word today. And it's very simple to to reconnect in worship. The first time I drove in here at Northridge was in July, and I couldn't wait for Monday to start, so it was sort of as we arrived. We got in town on Friday night, Saturday morning, I'm here. And I couldn't help but notice the banners that you've got on the way in. Y'all probably drive by them now and don't pay much attention. Do you know what they say? They say welcome, for sure. They say Northridge Community Church, a place to do what? Begin. Begin. Connect was a good answer, but not. It's coming. A place to begin, a place to become first, and then a place to belong. To begin, to become, and to belong. That's why connecting with church matters. Because that's what God wants to do here. That's what God wants to do in each and every one of our lives. And so in light of that call, I want us to spend a few moments in prayer. I'm going to invite our worship team to come back and join us. And I'll ask Kim to begin to play when she's ready. And you'll recognize the tune, perhaps, as she begins But I want to share these words because they reflect an honest and and heartfelt invitation to connect with Christ's church. And I like to ask the question, why? This song asks some pretty important questions too. It says, are you hurting and broken within? Are you overwhelmed by the weight of your sin, by the weight of the world, by all that's happening? And then it says, Jesus is calling. Have you come to the end of yourself? Do you thirst for a drink from the well? Jesus is calling and then proclaims, Oh, come to the altar. The Father's arms are open wide. And so this morning, as part of his church, as the body of Christ who has purpose and meaning and is connected to one another, as people who have gathered to experience his love, and to connect with him. If you're searching for meaning, if you're feeling disconnected, if you're tired or broken or hurting, there's only one way to find the kind of restoration that you're looking for. And it's through Jesus. We experience him in this place together as his church. And we reconnect with him this day, knowing that his arms are open wide to receive us. So let's share this song in prayer today as our worship team leads. Let's reflect on his word.
And let's allow this space for God to move and minister in our hearts today. Thank you. Let's share together.